0: well hello and welcome to the kingdom men podcast where we are trying to help men become who God designed them to be I'm so excited for this first episode and so excited for our guest we have Joey from athe music or the church athe Creek if you guys don't know what that is we dive into it a little bit but it's a church in Portland and it's a church that I honestly have a ton of respect for um essentially because they just preach straight through the Bible and it's Pretty nuts to see, and I mean like straight through, like cover to cover. That's what they do, I and mean, that's all they do. And it's it, 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 it's pretty remarkable. And Joey is the worship pastor there, and so he's heading up the worship department and the music they make. And I've also connected really well with their music. I love their worship on Sundays. I love their albums. Um, they're one of the few worship bands that I actually like. Um, but we dive into because Athey has a really healthy men's ministry, um, and 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 Joey and his dad um have really helped shape me the last couple months on what it means to be a man and so we dive into that we talk about manhood what it is what it isn't what even is a man in today's culture and we dive into all those different things and so instead of me just rambling to you about it how about you listen to it without further ado here is joey Well, all right, everybody, welcome to the first ever official uh, Kingdom Men podcast. I'm super pumped about it. Super pumped for the guest this month uh, because we're going to be doing, in case you guys didn't catch it, this is going to be like a once a month podcast just so it's sustainable and easy and I can keep making sure that we have interesting conversations and deep conversations. And so I used to have a podcast called The Reconstructionist that's still around. And one of the last people we had on it was a guy named Joey from a church called Athe Creek. And I have been following them since January of 2022. So not that long, but I've been super impressed, not just with the church and, and, and their teaching and who they are and what they stand for, but also, especially their worship, which is very bizarre because I'm someone who usually doesn't like worship music. I'm someone who doesn't connect with it. And I found that just the stuff they're doing is pretty incredible. So, joey welcome first guest ever your special
1: special guy thank you i'm i'm (laughs) hey not so special i'm fooling someone you know uh no it's awesome it's awesome to be on here i'm super stoked to kind of intro the podcast with you it's 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 really cool i love it it's a great idea
0: yeah totally so for those i can introduce you a little bit but tell us a little bit more about yourself for those who don't know who you are who are you what do you do yeah, what are you up to usually?
1: <laughs> well, my name is Joey, Joey Metter, and um, yeah, you're totally right. i I go to a church called Athe Creek Christian Fellowship. Um, I also work there. I'm the worship director. Um, so you know, the music that you see um on stage, i'm I'm kind of uh, have a hand in in running that weekends and um you know all the other different studies that we have, whether it's a men's study, women's study a baptism. Um it's just super fun to be able to uh play the guitar and sing for the Lord. Um to be able to kind of be a helper of, of men's joy in that way and um uh play a hand a small a small hand in, in what the weekend looks like at ATH Creek. Um athe, has been a, a church. We're in Portland, Oregon. I don't know if if that's been mentioned, but we're in the Portland, Oregon, which might sound like a contradiction, like a church in uh, Oregon, Portland, Oregon. Um, but just to clarify, when I I gotta clarify because church in Portland is many different things, right? We're a non-denominational Christian church, and we believe in the Bible. We teach the Bible. Um, we teach every word from the Bible. Um, that's a little mm-hmm. bit of a of a not a motto, but definitely a theme that you catch if you go to Athe Creek or start listening to Athy Creek online, is that we're a Bible teaching church, and we preach. Uh, book by book, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. Um, right now, actually, it's a great time to uh, hop mm-hmm. in. We just started Matthew, um, the gospel of Matthew, um, oh, goodness gracious, a month ago. And for example, yeah. when we finish Matthew, we're gonna go to Mark and then we're gonna go to uh, Luke and then John and then Acts, Romans, hey, verse by verse, hey, book by book, uh, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. And so, so with that said, Um, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing to preach the word of God verbatim, every word of God, every, every word that's in the word Mm -hmm. of God, um, in, uh, a city like Portland in a country like America in the time that we're in now, like, it's a weird, it's a weird thing to, to call things out. It's a weird thing to, to kind of hold, um, the line or, or, or maybe, maybe hear kind of the Lord's heart on um, what it means to to follow the Lord in this time uh, among people that are are definitely relativism is a thing, right? Um, where there are no absolutes is what they'd say, you know. Yep. Which which is an absolute statement. It's a self defeating <laughs> statement. Um, what that looks like, what that looks like, is kind of like everything goes, um, and and uh, you really feel the sense that um, uh, people are are whether they know it or not, it feels like we're in a city where people are consciously putting on Mm
2: -hmm. blindfolds
1: uh, and still trying to walk around. Um, Morally speaking, you know, you can do whatever you want. I'm not going to judge you. Uh, You know, even the Bible says, judge not lest you be judged. Right. Yeah. Um, But If you read the Bible, if you read verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, you'll find that Matthew chapter seven, it says, judge not lest you be judged. But several verses later, Jesus says, but you'll know them by their fruit. So you're not supposed to be, Mm -hmm. you know, judge, like condemning people if they're, you know, sinning or whatnot, but you are supposed to be a fruit inspector, so to speak, judge, you know, know them by their fruit, right? Um, You know, if someone is doing something that's morally corrupt, you're, that's bad fruit. And you're supposed to call that out. So yeah. in a place like Portland, Athey Creek, um, it's been really, really cool to see the Lord bless that where people are are coming in, people are um getting refreshed, um, not by anything that that we're doing, but but clearly by um the reading of scripture and the worshiping of the Lord, the taking of time to um seek the Lord and, and break bread with people and fellowship and um, gather together mm-hmm. um, with people like real people, you know, we're kind of in that post COVID era. I don't know, maybe, yep. hopefully, hopefully. Um, but, but that's, that's never been more appreciated. I think than now is as having um, people gather together specifically. So speaking of mm-hmm. men, kingdom men podcast, Athe, we do um, a men's study at least once a month uh called the ironworks study. Yeah. Um and that's and that's been that's always a fruitful meeting when it when it comes to having a ton of men, like a full room mm. of men, um uh, gather together, sing some worship, but really kind of get into what the word says about um mm. yeah biblical manhood, which is kind of what you're talking about. So and and, yeah. and maybe a question for you too as this podcast is kind of kicking off, Aiden, is What's what's one of those goals of of this podcast as far as um men are concerned? Like do you have like a, a like a uh what is it like a motto or a statement or what's like what's a smart business word for that? Smart business
0: word like a you got like your mission mission statement st- or something. Yeah. That's
1: what I'm talking about. What's your Do you, do you have a business plan all written out? Like a big do I have a business page?
2: plan?
0: <laughs> yep. I
1: just have this Well, right
0: uh, I think uh, for me, and my heart behind this too, is I just want to see men equipped to like serve the Lord, essentially. Hmm. Where I think, especially in myself and throughout my life as a man, there are just certain struggles and issues that men are facing that are unique um and there are some things that all Christians face and then there's some things that I think men in the way we're wired in our current cultural moment all these different things that are just different and need help addressing and i think that they need platforms where men can actually be equipped that they can mm-hmm. be encouraged that they can have other men come alongside them and say hey here's what it looks like to follow jesus and so I think for me with this podcast, my heart is one, I found stuff like Ironworks, what you guys do, super helpful. Um, Different books on, on manhood and what that means and what that looks like. And even just having men in my life pouring into me, me pouring into them that have completely transformed me in the way I see Jesus, the way I see God, the way I see my role as a dude and how that works with me and Jesus and all those different things. And so my goal is to help men hopefully <laughs> be able to be better equipped to be the men that God has called them to be that yeah. they could live into that serve him well figure out what that looks like that's it
1: that's a that's a great that's a great call man that's a great shot to shoot for you know <laughs> we need i think we need more of that you know in our in our current day where we find ourselves
0: well and a couple things about Athe that are also interesting, because you bring that up, because you guys have said, oh, we like read verse by verse, whatever, chapter by chapter, which in my mind, I usually think, oh, so that means they like pick. Oh, we're going to talk about Matthew. And then when we're done, Matthew, oh we'll talk about Ecclesiastes. And it's like, no, you guys actually go front to back, yeah cover to cover, straight through the Bible, which takes you years and years oh, yeah. to do. Oh, yeah. And and. And you guys do that. And on the top of that, you do your ironwork stuff, which is once a month specific for men. And then you do your Mm -hmm. Wednesday night Bible studies where you dive even deeper. And even uh, your dad, who's the lead pastor, would Mm -hmm. say that that's actually the real core of what you guys do. Mm -hmm. Um, And so from your perspective, you're sitting in a church that, quite frankly, in my opinion, when I look at the demographics, when you do really reaches men in an incredible way, gets people in the word gets people really thinking, wrestling with things. You don't shy away from scriptures that maybe some people would want to shy away, especially where you are. Yeah. Let's, like let's yeah. let's face it, there's certain parts of the Bible that would just yeah. be easier for you to not preach about on a Sunday. Yeah. Like, so what have you seen as someone who's there, someone who's a part of that? What have you guys seen as like, why is there a need for resources like Ironworks and even just your Sundays and Wednesdays and all the things you do? Why do we need resources like this like this podcast like all those things for men like yeah why not just no. have them for everybody in general
1: there's a specific there's a specific thing that i think that athe yeah like yeah again like we went verse by verse chapter by chapter we went from Zechariah, probably zephaniah to malachi to matthew like you know what i mean like we did old testament every book and i mean every book um there's it, there's definitely passages in, in all those that are, it's like being tossed or grenade, you know, but like one of the athe distinctives that we, we like, we literally have it written down that we believe in being at peace with problem passages. I think that's, that's what it is mm-hmm. like verbatim. Um, so things like Romans chapter one, we believe in teaching that verbatim which is a, a a sticky verse in today's day and age yep. sticky chapter in today's day and age. Um, so when it comes to men specifically the like good luck being good luck wearing like a, like a, like a Remington hunting hat in downtown Portland, uh, you know, mm-hmm. like, like a classic traditional field and stream Cabela's guy. Um, you know, like good luck driving a Ford F 250 and not getting keyed downtown Portland. And it's like, what mm-hmm. is up with that? Like that seems like that's a, a funny thing to to have to like, I don't know, justify things that are not necessarily hyper masculine traits, but definitely on like the masculine trait kind of thing, like G.I. Joe's, you know, like playing with <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like things like that, where yeah. it's like, what what why do we have to? you know prove that this is something that's totally like okay to lean into um let alone when it comes to things like leading a household with a biblical worldview when it comes to um like having a biblical marriage being like what you kind of you've you've alluded to like be a man <laughs> but but in terms of like how what would jesus say about that um and 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 if if you genuinely believe in in you know, following Christ in being a Christian part of that should be, okay, what does it look like for me to live my life as a man um, mm-hmm. in, uh, in today's day and age? It's interesting because I, I don't have any numbers to back this up, but if you made me guess, I would imagine there's like probably anywhere from four to 10 times as many women's studies as there are men's studies, right? Mm-hmm. Like a ballpark, just generically. Um and frankly even at Athee like the guys get together about once a month. The girls do that as well. Um but the ladies they'll also do like several other like Bible studies and there's there's a couple that they'll do like like almost like a like 1 8 week study. That's an every week. Yep. 8 week for 8 weeks and they'll go through like like the gospel of John or something like that. Like like the proverbs. Mm-hmm. It, it's a really cool study. You don't have to like say hey now ladies Like you got to step it up and seek the Lord. Like they're, they're doing that, you know, it's funny because the vacuum is, is typically with the men. So when it Mm -hmm. comes to uh, guys, like we're not necessarily going to be the initiators of, of spiritual endeavors like that. Um, we're not necessarily going to, uh, uh, say, Hey, you know, what I've been reading is, you know, first Corinthians 14, it's, it's really been hitting me. Like that's, that's not something that is going to be initiated. traditionally speaking is not going to be something that's initiated by a guy. Uh, Maybe even like getting into like cultural norms, like the classic thing is like for a guy to get home from work, check out, be on the couch. Like, he's not going to start doing something. Like he just worked. He's, he's good to go. Like clock out, you know? Um, (laughs) That's the easy path, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I think that part of, Part of it is getting after it and getting up and going and starting a Bible study, making sure that you are walking with the Lord, making sure your devotions are happening every day. Um, at the very least, praying and taking some time. Um, and that's where being encouraged by other brothers, being like, hey, I'm in this with you. And we're doing this together once a month, checkup or something like that. Even if that's grabbing a burger with a guy or I don't know, some granola if you're healthy. I don't know. I don't know what health. Mm-hmm means today but if grabbing a steak <laughs> there we go dude grab a ribeye yeah, yeah. With, with a brother and be like hey man how's 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 stuff going with your walk with the lord like um how you doing with your wife um with your kids or if you're a single guy you know how are you doing with um accountability with other brothers and mm. um, things like that are those don't get initiated and so it's important for us to initiate them us meaning maybe it's the church or or just men in general, you know, it's it's pretty easy to not do anything, you know? Yeah,
0: 100%. Well, and that's the interesting thing too is even the way churches are set up because they've done studies on this is that often they are set up to more fit usually what women are interested in and men mm-hmm. aren't. So you find yeah. that a lot of times uh, guys will just check out from church and it's it's not rare at all for the wife to bring the kids and whatever and show up to church and the guy to just stay at home and be like, yeah, I'm good. Like that's pretty. And to just check out in general and especially yeah. spiritually, it's, we're in such an interesting moment that we'll get into later, but just men in general, the drive is pretty low. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but before we dive into all that, cause we're talking about all this stuff and especially as we're kicking this thing off, if you asked me 10 years ago, if I would need to give a definition on this, that I would be like, "What? What are you talking about? Because it's usually like the difference is, well, what is a biblical man versus just like a cultural man, But now we're at the stage now. you're living in Portland, I live in Canada, and so the question has to be asked on a podcast <laughs> about kingdom men. it on it we honestly do have to ask like, what is a man?" <laughs> <laughs> like what are we talking about joey so good. we
1: don't uh, know actually. <laughs> and that's that that's like a uh the the dan walsh what is a woman documentary yeah 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 brilliant brilliant and i i have to point to it like if you haven't haven't seen it it's it it's well worth your time in terms of a, a kind of like a taking of the temperature of where the culture is at but if i could steal the line a man in terms of culture i guess is an adult male human right yeah. that's a man simple <laughs> um gosh i i'd also i'd also go as far as to like maybe get into like some of some of like jordan peterson's ideology where um a good man is a masculine man um a good man is even i'd go as far as to say a a dangerous man. And and if I can unpack that a little bit, I love what Peterson says, and you maybe have heard him say this, yeah. but he said, I'm gonna probably botch it, but he says something like a good man is not a safe man, but a good man is a dangerous man who's capable of being dangerous, um, but chooses to not. If a man is not capable of being dangerous, he's 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 not capable of not being dangerous. You know what I'm saying? So that mm-hmm. what that kind of implies, is that that a man should be someone that in general um strives to fill the gap that women can't. Um the same way too, I think that women should strive to fill the goal that men can't. Um mm-hmm. obviously genetics, you know, having children, right, versus not, that's like no duh a biological thing. But holistically speaking, like the more nurturing characteristics of of a um of a woman is something that is a beautiful thing that a lot of men don't possess maybe even including myself like that's a big blind spot of mine that my wife absolutely is um has down pat Contradi- contrary to like maybe even the uh even down to physical strength of a man that's not a characteristic of of a lot of women granted some women can like take my lunch money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's just in general, not the case. Um, men lift heavy things and scream after they did it. Yes, I did it. Um, <laughs> whereas whereas that's that's something that like, I guess the word inherently is not in most women. And I think that that's something that's totally fine. Um, and I think the other way around is is generally too fine as well. Like if I'm a guy who, has a passion for something like crochet or baking. That's awesome. That's mm-hmm. really really cool. Um once it once it starts to to say uh, uh there are no masculine traits, there are no feminine traits. That's where you start to get towards like okay, what does that break down to? Um that breaks down to like this gray matter. I would go as far as to say that God made men and God made women different to complement each other, right mm-hmm. um Adam, when he was in the garden, there was a clearer void, not so much of of the things that he could and couldn't do, but of the things that he can't be uh, and yeah. so you know it it is not good that men should dwell alone, and God made Eve the helpmate to Adam to be like a team and that's and that's I think. That's, I think the answer is like, is, is the balance of both. Like what is a man, uh, an adult male human, um, and a female, same thing, uh, a woman, what is a woman, an adult male, female, those two things have a lot of, um, individual characteristics that make up for a really cool couple of puzzle pieces that make
2: mm-hmm.
1: a, a complete picture. I'm going to go as far as to say it's a complete picture of God. Uh, you know, like we were made in the image of God. Uh, even God has has very feminine characteristics. Even as Jesus said, you know, I would I would gather you like a mother hen would gather his, her chicks. Like that is Him saying, I would do this, like like a mother hen. Right? That's a feminine characteristics. So I I think I think always in general, if we can find kind of our compass heading from the Bible. As opposed to what you know, social media, what the what the parade downtown would tell you, um, mm-hmm. there there are no men, there are no women. Um, those ideas, we should not be getting our worldview from uh, those things. Even people that I mentioned, Dan Walsh, Jordan Peterson, um, they they can have some great things to offer for people um but what does the bible say about it that's that's kind yeah. of maybe even getting back to like athe, like that's it's one of those things that that we want to be uh, if we're guilty we want to be guilty of 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 constantly filtering things through the word um mm-hmm. what are your thoughts and what what do you, what do you think? how would you define a man in today's society throw yeah. it back at well, you I think, podcast yeah, number no, 1 right?
0: now i'm in trouble <laughs>
1: Out. Well, I think, I'm asking you the question. <laughs> I'm not.
0: I'm not going to get myself in trouble. Um, I think you hit a lot of the key points, and I think too because I know that we live in a time to say things like, "Oh, wearing Cabela's. Like, you want to go?" And people are like, "Whoa, I don't like." It's like, yeah, like I know we're speaking which in Cabela's, generalities which Cabela's? Here, Where you it's like there
1: Cabela's up there.
0: Oh yeah, we got Cabela's, man. Oh,
1: yeah, you do. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, we do.
0: Um, where it's like there are generalities. And I I want people to highlight this too, that like when we're like, yeah, guys like, and it's like, well, I don't like Cabela's. I like baking and staying inside. It's like, that doesn't not make you a man because we're going to dive into that biblically of what is a man versus culturally. But we're saying that there is something in men with male genitalia that changes your hormones and makes you a certain way. And some people have more of those hormones and less, and they're on a scale that ranges, but it is clear that there are Genders and different things and in our culture and time, it it it's an insensitive thing to say. And I don't want to be insensitive. I don't wanna make people feel weird, but it is like there are people with male genitalia that just makes them different. And men are different. And there are I like what Jordan Peterson says too, because he's also not saying because people get scared when he says that I can imagine now being like a man's dangerous. What does that mean? And it's like what Jordan doesn't mean is that a man is abusive. And a real man is like someone who takes power and does whatever they want. And just is a completely like over the top. And that's kind of the difference between the way culture kind of sees men versus what scripture would actually define a man. But I think, yeah, it's that you are someone who is like Adam, who is built in a certain way that is unique and Mm -hmm. complementary to the way women are built and men have a certain drive and leaning. And women have a certain drive and leaning that make us different, which make things like this helpful. Because if we don't have certain, because there's certain areas where there's tons of overlap and there's certain areas where there's just unique struggles that different genders face. And how do we wrestle with that? Which is the hope of this podcast, stuff like Ironworks, all those different kinds of things. And so with that being said, there's a cultural view of what manhood maybe is mm-hmm. that often isn't actually in line And in different camps, you've got more left-leaning camps that have a view of what a man should be, right-leaning camps that have a view of what man should be, um, different religions, uh, even universities versus like just some guy in a field working on the farm. Everyone's got a different view of what manhood is and what a man is. But scripture has its own unique view, and so does God. It's like, no, here is what is defined as what you'd say is biblical manhood. So for you, what do you think – the biggest differences are between cultural manhood or what makes a man versus biblically, what it actually means
1: to be a man. That's a good question. I can, you can, you can go a couple different routes as far mm -hmm. as that goes. You can say, you know, like, what are the characteristics of people that were um, literally what were men in the Bible? Like specifically what were men that were given like a big stamp of approval? like such as guys like david who were you know quote men after god's own heart Mm -hmm. right like okay what characteristics did david have that were positive um that's a literally a biblical man
2: yeah
1: and what are traits that that he had that were affirmed by god you know because god doesn't change Mm -hmm. um but then then again too like like he had his faults he had his flaws and you could interpret um, kind of like what he did versus what he, who he was, is two different things. But I do like to. I'm a list guy. I'm like a man. Generally, I'm pretty like thick and simple, and <laughs> not all that smart. Sometimes <laughs> the whole idea of like a honeydew list is like super great because I'll forget and I can go back to the list. Yep. But I like lists. Um, Paul, when writing to Timothy in First Timothy chapter three, verse one, specifically he 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 is giving a list specifically to like what a a a bishop, um, which is like a like a a person in the ministry. Mm-hmm. You might even say like a, a a pastor, a pastor or like an elder in the church. Um, episkopos is the fun Greek word. Um, he gives a list kind of of what you should desire of, quote, you should desire of a man in uh, the good work. He says, this is a true saying. In verse one, chapter three of 1 Timothy. This is a true saying. If a man desire the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. And here's the list. A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to the host given to hospitality apt to teach not given to wine no striker no greedy nor filthy lucre but patient not a brawler not covetous one that ruleth well over his own house having his children in subjection with all gravity for if a man not know how to rule his own house how shall he take care of the church of god not a novice lest being lifted up with pride and he fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must be of good report of them which are without, lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. And it goes on to say, likewise, the deacons be not grave, not double-tongued, not given to much wine, not a greedy, of filthy lucre, holding the ministry of faith of a pure conscience. It That list of verse one through 10, 11, 12 even, um, it gets pretty specific, and granted, like you might think, well, I'm not in the church, I'm not an elder, I'm not a deacon, I'm not a bishop, as it said, I'm not going to wear a pointy hat like the Catholic yeah. church bishop, you know um but regardless of of your role in the church, um that's a pretty tough list to to say that you can check all those boxes mm-hmm. um you know, for a deacon not given to much wine, the idea is not being like drunk. Um, or even the higher standard of of what an elder or a pastor in the church, it says here in 1 Timothy 3, verse 2, that it's to be sober, Mm -hmm. Um, which is, is, that's tough, you know, for some people, that's tough. Or in verse 5, 4 and 5, a man is to be ruling over his own household. The King James can get a little bit tricky on this because it says, um having his children in subjection with all gravity yeah like that's like is this einstein (laughs) they're all they're all falling Um, they're they're all they're all on earth (laughs) we're good to go no but like i think the esv puts it like um his he's his household is uh being ran in decency and in order um and then verse five for how can a man rule over his not rule over his own house and be charged with taking care of the church. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a, that's a great point. You know, Paul's making some logic, um, basically ruling over your own house, being the leader of your house with your wife, um, are their kids doing good? You know, like that's, that's actually maybe an interesting kind of a constant thing, maybe even throughout history. Um, as far as like the like uh uh the measure of a successful man, maybe even person, women as well. Um, how are their kids doing? Um speaking back to David, right? Like David, dude, highlight reel of the Bible. Like the Jews, even today, David's their guy. Literally, he's on their flag, right? Star of David. It's on their flag. Um, he's he's kind of a pillar of of the. But his kids were kind of all over the place, right? Like, like specifically Absalom, Second Samuel eleven, like that whole absolute craziness with Absalom. If you know that story, um, betrayal, mutiny, a coup involving David's son taking over the city. David did great in terms of his resume, mm-hmm. right? What he did, and 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 you know, defeated Goliath, became king young age, led men had a group of men that were 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 at one point in debt discontented and just in absolute disarray and then by the end in 2nd Samuel 23 if you've read that right it's the it's like the list of the coolest guys in all the bible in my opinion with Adino and Benaiah like guys that slew lions and, and slew giants like David did like David was able to produce so to speak disciple other men that were in debt distressed and discontented into men that were just absolutely solid but how were his kids um that's an interesting thing to me um solomon did fairly well he had his like financially he did insanely good right like so good um but in terms of morality he had seven hundred wives and three hundred concubines, mm-hmm. so it's like he didn't get the memo. That <laughs> that's one wife, Solomon. Come on, <laughs> one, one and done. But that being said, he kind of got that notion because David mm-hmm. had several wives, including Michael, Abigail, and several others. Right. Um, so, so it's it's kind of interesting that that this list, and that's that's one point that I've talked about for three or four minutes yeah. with um, a man ruling over his house. If you kind of exhaust this list, um they're they're great bullet points. Everything from being given to hospitality, being apt to teach, like not just like here's how you change out the transmission of your Ford F-250, mm-hmm. right? Um, more so teaching the word, like being able to speak in on someone's life as it pertains to the word. Um, which kind of gets back to that's harder to do for a lot of guys, um, to kind of bring it back to the word, you know, it's easy to talk about kind of like, I don't know which restaurant has the best breadsticks or whatever. Um, you know, and and like the, the, you know, kind of like shooting the breeze a little bit, you know, like the, the pre-service thing. I don't know what it's like for, for you guys up in Canada, but like some of the conversations that we have are just like the absolute most goofy conversations, which are so fun, um, to have. It's, but are you, are you a guy that's quick to, to point back to the word? Not in a weird way, not in like a, you know, the record skips and, hey, now Abraham. It's like, okay, dude, be tactful and how, how you're kind of like pointing it back to um, the word. But that's just a clear example, like where, where Paul is saying, hey, if you want to do well, specifically in the ministry, mm-hmm. the, this is the list. Um, And I would argue that while I, while you are vocationally in the ministry, every man, you know, um, has a ministry. If you are married, you have a family and that is a ministry, right? Raising kids, um, teaming up with your wife. That's a ministry. That's a team. And so that's where this list can kind of help. Mm -hmm. Well, and...
0: To me, that's a pretty solid list. And even things that I think it breaks everybody's stereotypes of or unhealthy stereotypes of what a man should be. Whether it's like responsibility, mm-hmm. there's being strong, there's um, having a solid relationship with God, like not being not like objectifying women. But then there's also like not brawling, mm-hmm. not being a jerk, like being hospitable. Like there's, it, it encapsulates yeah. all those different things that often become either positive or negative stereotypes of what men are like culturally. Um, And the thing is that that's a very difficult list. And I think that when men read that list, they go, yep. Well, and even when you look at guys in the Bible, like Abraham didn't do a great job. He did a lot of great things. He also failed a lot. David, we said failed a lot. Solomon failed a lot. Like it's men are not perfect and each in their own culture are facing different things and different challenges that maybe other people aren't. And so I wanted to ask you as someone living in 2022, living in Portland, I'm living in Canada. We're living kind of in the cultural hubs of uh, our own countries of where culture is heading. We're usually like the future of where things are going, which is scary. Hopefully,
2: hopefully (laughs) not.
0: But when you're looking at that, (laughs) what are some of the biggest, because obviously this podcast, the stuff you guys do, you're doing it for a reason. There's obviously like a problem and hurdles that we're looking at. They're like, huh, we want to help with these different hurdles that guys are currently facing. So for you, when you're looking at a man in 2022, what are like some of the key larger issues that men are facing in general?
1: I'd say, I'd say largely being told that it's bad to be a man Mm. uh, uh, in terms of, like the classic the classic values of of masculinity, you know. Um things like being being tough or or winning or or um a competitive nature is is largely being suppressed in America um like like truly on from from the university the workplace all the way on down to little league hmm. and youth sports, um, the idea that everyone gets a blue ribbon, the idea that um, participation awards, um, that that kind of stuff, in my opinion, leads to the relativity. It's like no, no, no. There's there's black and white on this one. Like you lost. Like the score. What's so? <laughs> and, and and what's funny? What's funny is like like you could try all you want. So here's the thing. I grew up here in Portland um, and specifically in, I played soccer for one year in like, like I think first grade. Um they didn't keep score and everyone got a ribbon at the end. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that was what happened. Our trophy, like a plastic thing gets dust and it's great. Um, they didn't keep score, but you know what would happen is is the kids were keeping score yeah you know like like the, the, the adults were like no, no no there are no scores but the kids were like no, no no we're up too like we're we're winning we are we are crushing them or we're down we gotta win um i think that that's that's like inherently built into people yeah having the 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 drive and um the idea of there are going to be people that win they're going to be people that that lose um is something that's very it's a positive trait that i think that we're we're getting away from um and 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 that's like that's that might sound like really really small potatoes in terms of like that's just those are just kids um that equates to what i've seen people in college like what do you mean i don't get the job Mm -hmm. like i applied Like, what do you mean I don't get the, the loan for my home remodel? I I applied. Um, Who cares that my credit score is bad? Who cares that I have a lien on my property? Um, I I have seen that firsthand. People like, like, what do you mean? Like, but I want it. Like, I don't get the job, but I want the job. Like, I should have the job. Give me it. Give me it. (laughs) Give me the job. Like I like I'm serious. Like like it's mm-hmm. been that bad. Like to where people like they they don't understand that it's they they have to take the L on this one, and the win is not there. Um, this it's it's a very similar thing, but maybe five ten years behind mm. when it comes to men and women, and separating these two. Um, I, I think that, that the issue of like everyone wins or something like maybe, maybe 10, 15 years, right. Um, we, that might be 10, 15 years ahead of where we're at with the gender thing. Um, because what we're seeing today with the everyone wins is people not understanding they didn't get the job, not understanding that they are in debt, not understanding they are going to get kicked out of their house or whatever. Um, where the gender idea of there are no men, there are no women. Every, it's a spectrum. It's all good. Um, then you start getting into, uh, there's no such thing as a men and women's locker room.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We have one locker room, um, in high school or junior high. Um, because that's where it starts, frankly,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, is like with kids with, with, uh, elementary school, with, uh, junior high, with high school, in uh, universities, Colleges around America or the world, um, and Portland is one of those places too. Where like, 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 and this is a this is an idea of of the secular Portland world is how dare you question my gender? Um, dead naming. I don't know if you know what yeah. dead naming is. Um, where if I could, it's where you use someone's previous name. You know, um, Bruce Jenner. If I say Bruce Jenner, that's dead Mm name, which is which is interesting because he's transitioned to being a woman, um, and you should refer to him as a her and her as Caitlyn Jenner. Um, And how dare you question that? Right? You you cannot call him Bruce Jenner, and you'll get canceled. You know, first episode gets pulled. First episode, we're done because Joey.
0: Way to go, Joey! Thanks for wrecking the podcast.
1: Dang it. There's still time. There's still time. You could, you could edit this out, but, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's where it goes. Like to be able to, A, not even question that and know you're done, you're canceled, or you're in like Twitter jail or Instagram jail, Facebook jail for a lot number of time until you acknowledge that you, you crossed community guidelines or whatever the thing is. That's, that's kind of where it's heading. Um, it, uh, where you don't have a choice in that kind of thing. Um, those lines are not as well-defined um, and it's being forced on you. Uh, it's that specifically the idea of, of kind of like, it's all good and it's all one gender. And it ultimately leads to kind of like the opposite of what a lot of um, progressive people would would stand for, whether that's like, um, like a, the large stronger feminist movement like a transgender, the transgender role, like competing in sports, um, that ultimately leads to no women's sports, Mm. right? Because if transgender men can compete, then it's like, okay, well, then they're just going to win. My point is, it's all messed up. And it's all, it's a house of cards that either, either we're going to see slowly start crumbling or maybe quickly crumble. I don't know. Um, Or people are going to start believe in it and it's going to be some emperor's new clothes stuff you know where it's like oh yeah totally like we're totally fine with having one shared locker room and having my um 13 year old son change his clothes in the same locker room as a 13 year old woman um girl like that's that's where it's heading and that's something that's very very tough for me to see the lines get blurred and it's it's very very important to me to have those lines be kind of like defined like no like there's clear lines between the two, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, and that. How much of
1: that? Here's a question: how, how much of that are you seeing up up there on <laughs> on your and your neck of the woods?
0: <laughs> well, I see it everywhere. Well, just this week, I was talking yeah. to a university student. She's heading off to university, just graduated high school, and she's like, "Oh, our bathrooms are shared." And she was like, "I don't know how I feel about that because now I'm in a stall next to a dude, and that feels really." not good. Um and so that is something that's being faced and it is interesting to see women's response to that being like this doesn't feel safe and it's like no it doesn't um it doesn't so we see stuff like that um all the time. I'm trying to think through a bunch of different things that you brought up because I remember that one. Um and even just the uh like I don't know. I think too there is this and I've seen it. It's so interesting to talk to men versus women how they feel um Mm -hmm. is that i think for manhood especially the dudes that i talk to um christian and non-christian feel like there's nothing for them to do they can just kind of coast they had their moment to shine for like all of history and now it's time for women to take a hold of it and there's nothing for them to do anymore and they're kind of useless and you need to just step aside and let women do what they want which is interesting because I, I think it's an overcorrection of toxic masculinity that did exist where there was at a time well, women couldn't vote. Like, there's stuff like that that are like, what's going on here? Or like we thought women couldn't play sports or these different things that were like, yeah, this is wrong. And now we've kind of overcorrected where it's like, you know what, we've been oppressed for so long. Time for you guys to step up, like step back. Don't do anything. Mm-hmm. It's our time to shine, which is interesting because then you have this gap and it's so interesting to talk to females versus males about this. Cause I often find females don't understand how men feel But they're like, no, but they're like, they've had this moment for so long that there is no man who feels useless that actually they need to feel like they're not all that in a bag of chips. And there's some guys who do need that, but I find <laughs> all that, of that actually, in a bag of chips. well, yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know if that's Canadian or what, <laughs> but <laughs> there's a, but it's so interesting to talk to men, almost every man I talk to, feels like their life is going nowhere there's nothing for them to do like they have no responsibility and shouldn't even want responsibility because for them to want some form of responsibility is sexist it's just so interesting to see how that's affected men in an unhealthy way and even to be someone who does like hunting and cabelas and gladiator is like a bad thing and you should feel ashamed that you like that is this interesting culturally to look at and be like, huh, what has, I think we've overcorrected where we wanted a good thing of equality of outcome. And in the sense of mm-hmm. like, you shouldn't be treated differently at your job just because of your gender. And it's like, yeah, you shouldn't not be allowed to vote because of your gender. Like those are all good things, but we've overcorrected to where now we've gone. You guys have had it good for so long. Time for you to step back. It's time to empower women. And all the messaging is empowering women, which is great. But it's interesting to see how we've stepped back from empowering dudes to learn what it means to actually be a man of God, to actually have responsibility, to not just expect participation trophies and free money. That life is life. Yeah. And you've got to figure your stuff out and actually not just be super useless. I don't think either gender wants men to actually be super useless (laughs) that's actually not something at the end of the day yeah yeah
1: yeah like like there's like like the idea of like what do you want versus what do you really want like like if you're if you're like I could lose some weight I really can um what do I want right now I want like a burger or whatever right I want that but what do you really want? Like, I really want to lose weight. So what that actually looked like is like, I don't know, have, have a salad or like a, a, a juice thing or something healthy or um, not a burger, unfortunately. Um, like what do I want versus what do I really want, right? Um, and I think, I, think, I think what people want in terms of equality um, looks like like a big, massive feminist kind of movement but I think what people really want, like what actual equality would be, um, is being uh, understood as being different people and, ha- and having lanes. Um, and I think once, once women try to kind of take over the lane that I would argue that God designed men to be in, um, that's where guys like as like characters, as, as like people, would kind of be like, all right, cool. You got it. And very passive. Like, like what I mentioned earlier, like get home and sit on the couch, crack open a Pabst blue ribbon, call it good for the day. You know what I mean? Like there's clock out and be done. Um, Maybe, maybe even like to look at a biblical example of that in Genesis, like, like quite literally the oldest sin in the book um, of uh, Adam and Eve. In the garden, and then the knowledge of, of of good and evil, the forbidden fruit, right? Like you guys, you know the story. All the listeners know the story, but like initially, God said, "Hey, you, everything in this garden, it's all up for grabs, right? You can have everything except this tree right here. The knowledge of good and evil. This tree, you can't touch it." So then, what Satan did uh, as a serpent, and like. Why would you get tripped up by a serpent? Like the idea is, like he was beautiful. Imagine just a beautiful serpent, if you yep. can, right? Something that actually would tempt someone. Imagine that. And he doesn't tempt Adam; he tempts Eve first,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? And he doesn't tempt Adam with with spiritual things, right? He tempts Eve with spiritual things, and gets Eve. He actually like officially gets her to sin and commit the sin of partaking of the knowledge of, of good and evil and Satan coerced Eve with the spiritual side of things. Um, then what happened is, is Adam, what tripped him up? The naked woman. Yep. (laughs) That's it. That's what got him. And so it's like, well, there you go. That's men and women in a nutshell right there. Um, Adam heard God say, don't eat of this. Um, for the day you'll eat of it, you'll surely die. Adam's like, sweet, check, no problem, got it. Mm-hmm. End of wrestling with eating of the forbidden. But with Eve, it was like, Satan's like, no, 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 your eyes will be spiritually opened and you're not gonna die. And he was right, they, he did, they didn't die then and there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and their eyes were opened then and there. They eventually died and the, 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 the pain of humanity and sin eventually made it so they died. Um, she was tripped up by the spiritual things, kind of like trying to get closer to God. Honestly, the, the intentions were good, but it was still sin. Um, and Adam, being just kind of like a a dude, got tripped up by the naked woman holding some fruit. Want an apple? All right, got him. <laughs> So, so like with that. With that said, like as far as like when it comes to men and women, what is the role of men? And women, ultimately, like it's the oldest sin in the book, as it comes to like women trying to um, get closer to God. Like we we see that like in a positive sense. Like t- that, I've been a little bit more negative on on the gals, but um, I really hope I'm I'm not super negative. If I could get a positive on the gals in terms of a church service. At let me speak to Athe Creek. Like what we see at AT in general, and wherever I've led before, if if I'm gonna start playing a song, let's say it's a song that's well known, everyone knows it, um, or at least most of the people know it. Generally speaking, the first people to raise their hands and to engage in worship, women mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Um some of the first people to say, let me say this the other way around. If I'm gonna do a new song that no one knows a lot of the time it's the ladies that are like okay let's learn the song like, here, okay what's trying to find the words on the wall got it all right what well, okay here we go i'm going to learn but the guys there will be just coffee cup yep cool song dude mm-hmm. that's a great song i'm not going to learn it but cool song um women in general right they want to draw closer to god men in general are just a little more on the passive side yeah. we're charged with leading the home. We're charged with pursuing things like this list in first Timothy chapter three. Um, so that's, it's not an easy list to, to charge. And it's something that you kind of like generally needed, like check yourself. I yeah. need to reg mm-hmm. and do regularly read that and be like, man, how am I doing it at mm-hmm. being given to hospitality, which is a little more of that feminine balance. Okay. The other way around, how am I doing at pride? How am I doing it at, at not being as it says here, a brawler, someone mm-hmm. that's like instigating fights, you know. Which that's more of the masculine side of things, you know, um kicking down the saloon doors and you know, like having a duel in the sunset, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. Like that's that's like, yeah, dude, let's get it, spur right off the horse in the sunset, you know. Brawler, okay. How you doing? It not being a brawler, you know. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Well, and with that too, because your dad, I've heard him highlight this before, where he's like leading doesn't mean you walk into your house today and you go all right wife i listen to kingdom men i'm in charge now like it's like that's not and you need to do what i say it's like leading is like actually living your life in such a way that it's actually worth following like it's not just this like abrupt like i'm in charge now guys you guys screwed up in the garden and here i am here to tell you what to do uh it, it it's not like that at all. And your dad would even say that guys who do that are he's like, they're just wacko. They're just a bunch of weirdos. Like if you're walking in your house saying, I'm in charge now, it's like, what are you doing?
1: <laughs> like what's what's going on? Yeah. And so 100. percent
0: I see that culturally everywhere. Where it's so funny, um, just being around women and seeing who they date and whatever and what men have become <laughs> It's so interesting to see these guys like these women who are way out of their league, um, but then who like will never do something like pay for dinner if they go on a date. Like it'll be up to her to pay. He'll just sit around playing video games at home, has no aspirations to get a job, has no aspirations to go to college, to do anything. He's like, oh, you handle it. Like I, you, you do it. Church, it's like, oh, that's great for you. I'm going to just stay home. Yeah. With, like sleep in. You go to church, yeah. go do the spiritual things, whatever. It's just so interesting to see how that has like infected a generation of men to where – They've been like, oh, I have no responsibility. You want to do everything? Sweet deal. <laughs> I'm not gonna yeah. do it. You've got guys who either are like falling apart, wishing they had purpose in life, and other guys who are totally fine with like having no role, no purpose, no desire, no ambitions in life. And it's so interesting to see yeah. to see that happen. <clears throat> and I think the interesting thing for me looking at Athey and what you guys do is you actually engage men in a crazy way where the way you do worship and the way you do preaching and teaching is actually reaching men. It's reaching those who are like, man, I want a purpose in life. And I just feel like I'm constantly told that I don't have one. And it's also reaching the other group of guys who are like, I don't want a purpose in life. I don't want to do anything. And they feel this conviction to be like, you know what? There's actually more. What about the way you guys do things? Cause especially it's the worship pastor. You kind of have this whole site, not just on music, which I think you guys actually do a really good job of intentionally trying to engage men knowing they're the harder demographic to engage but then also Mm -hmm. the way you do church like you guys keep all these different things in mind not that you don't care about women and what they need but it is intentional being like men are struggling they're less likely to actually care Mm -hmm. about god they're less likely to be engaged how do we engage this very difficult group of people and like call them to something more what do you guys do that's different
1: yeah that's a great question so yeah that that actually like ties into what I was saying with worship, how women in, in general, and this is a generalization, right? They they'll totally engage with the most difficult song uh, or or what have you. But in terms of my job, I view my job as, as how can I promote people mm-hmm. singing uh, and that 50% men, right? Okay. So half my job is, is pretty easy. Like the gals, they're going to, they're in, they love it. Okay, but what about the the more uh difficult ball to get rolling? And that's getting the guys to sing in. There's a few practical things that that we do at ATH that, that I think really help that. I think first and foremost is lowering the key that 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 yeah. we sing in. Specifically, like what that looks like is is the song can be a little bit higher. Like if people don't know what I'm talking about with keys the song can be higher. It's pretty easy as a band to make it be lower and make it be singable. Um, Maybe a good case in point is uh singing with, the, and a lot of modern worship as a trend is to actually sing higher. Yeah. Like if you turn on the radio, it's like, you're like whoa, that's really high. As opposed to like Johnny Cash, mm-hmm. super low, like classic getting in a masculine, right. Folsom. He's talking about prison. He's talking about like (laughs) building a car, you know, got one piece at a time, right. Building a car. That's part of, or like shooting like the sheriff. Well, that's Bob Marley, but, uh, also really high voice, but whatever. That's a pun in there too, but engaging, there it is. Engaging guys to make it. So it's like, it's easy to sing. And one way not doing that is, is singing songs too high, or even like, like, like trying to do our best to sing songs that are either on the more simple side, Mm. or more well known. Um, If it's a hymn, making sure that we're not doing um, because some hymns truly have like 10 verses to them. But, but maybe doing like two or three, and then repeating the first one, once or twice or something like that to where it's like hey this is familiar doing things like that really 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 do help i think with guys i think also so like if, if the answer is one doing the songs in a lower key that helps a lot um because if it's too high guys are yeah, out. Just check out for girls if it's if it yeah they're out if it's too high for girls they'll find a harmony mm-hmm. like like truly like they'll they'll like it takes a lot to get Um, the ladies to disengage with worship, it takes very little for the guys to just check out. Um, especially if there's like a donut and coffee available for them, which there is at some services. They're just good, you know? Maple bar, black coffee. They're set. Um lowering the key, singing things that are familiar. Um, but then also this is a little more of like a nuanced one. Um doing what we can to have masculine leaders up there um specifically guy leaders that you don't know if they were um what they were doing that week in terms of like were they welding Mm -hmm. were they like doing a construction job um like like and that and that seems so petty that seems so uh uh gosh oversimplifying it but i think like Things like um, just having a, a a guy who you're like, I'll sing with that dude. Like, like that's really important. As a, as opposed to um, having having a guy that is like generally a little more on the softer side of things. Um, I think that that's good to have. Um, and and I think generally that same ratio is what we'll try to observe. We mix things up too. Like we'll have like weekends where you know um the gals will lead and it's awesome we'll have other weekends like this upcoming weekend where i'm leading the whole set which is like a pretty big contrast to like having two gals and a full band lead versus having me and a full band and electric guitars ripping um that's a big that's a big contrast Mm. you know Uh, or another weekend you know having like uh, like more of like a country vibe and then the next weekend have a more of like a lo-fi vibe um like changing it up i think is is really fun in terms of like everyone being like wow they they do they change it up it's not the same thing every week um is equally as important to having the balance in terms of like um a representation of people um and as a musician i could say that i, I generally feel a little more alone when i'm wearing wranglers you know yeah uh uh or or like not skinny jeans mm-hmm. i feel like I'm, I'm i'm on the more alone side um, <laughs> which is funny and and okay but 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 what i see in general is uh how can i say that i see a lot of people wearing carhartt stuff mm-hmm. but i don't think that they are people that want to do car yeah stuff. it's like you know what it's, I'm saying? It's, cool.
0: it's like the people who are the best pro shops hat and you're like you don't fish.
1: <laughs> you never bought a fishing pole in your life, dude. You don't know how to get a bass or a pro. Um, all you do is shop, you know. Uh uh in terms of like uh uh and I don't want to get into like we need to have an accurate representation, but but I think that like um in terms of being all things to all men in the church, mm-hmm. um I think I think it's it's very important to to have masculine men be represented on on the stage um and that might be superficial that's the word i was looking for earlier it might be considered a little bit more superficial but i think it's uh, sure i'll give you that one it might be superficial but i still think it's very very important you know um uh uh maybe even the same way that like brushing your teeth can be considered superficial. You just want to look good. It's like, yeah, there's a bigger health issue that we're talking yeah. about here. Um, it's the same thing. It's a bigger health issue of the church. But but in truth, like having a balance mm. in that way is very important. And I think I'm even going to go as far as to say at the risk of my own, I don't know, whatever. Uh, if you even major on the side of things, like if if let's just say Chris Stapleton, right? Got saved. He might even be saved. I hope. I think he might be saved. Um, but let's say Chris Stapleton, who you might know, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know who Chris Stapleton is? Yep. Yes! He's got like a gritty voice, solid. He's like, you know, a solid dude. Mm-hmm. Um, if he all of a sudden got saved and was like, I'm going to work at athie Creek. Dude, yes. He could lead every Sunday. And I think <laughs> what you'd see, what you'd see if if Johnny Cash, you know, mm-hmm. if he was leading every Sunday, is you'd see uh uh the most masculine men harley riding men um be like sweet i'm in that dude's that dude's worshiping the lord i'm gonna worship the Lord again maybe superficial maybe not um you'd see the ladies also see that hey that guy's worshiping the lord i'm gonna worship the lord um i i I hate to sound like a like a broken record but I think it's 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 pretty important uh to to have that sort of strong representation that might be a softer way of saying it as opposed to saying like we gotta have a man up there um i would say that you need to represent that segment of the population Mm -hmm. it's a very portland way yeah that's a
0: very portland way to say it in canadian um i i agree with you though and i don't think and the the reason why i do is i've talked to so many like i sit in this perspective as a dude Mm -hmm. talking to other dudes i couldn't tell you how many times i've talked to guys and that's why and it's like that's the story where it's like oh well that's for like worship like i'm just waiting for when we can open the bible like i once we get over all these yeah. like prom songs to jesus that's what i'm waiting for unless maybe it's a hymn then maybe I'm, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's what it sometimes is um and that's true and uh they're like i'm just waiting waiting for that and i think at this stage also in the church i'm like man they yeah good luck waiting for that you're going to be waiting for a while before we get someone preaching the bible, <laughs> preaching the bible and not just yeah. a motivational speech um and it's Great so interesting point. to see the difference well even someone like david that we were talking about yeah the dude wrote the worship songs for all of israel and he like wrote with his harp and his lyre and sometimes he would cry but then he would pick up his sword and go kill a giant and lead a bunch of dudes in battle and then and it's That's just so, right. it's so interesting to see guys just react differently. We have a dude in our church who, like, he builds tool belts. And it's like, yeah, I build tool belts. Come on. <laughs> and when he does worship, like, it's just like there's something different of seeing this trades guy who's usually supposed to be like this hard, cold, whatever, get up there and do worship. Like, it's like, whoa. And exactly. guys, and the thing is, exactly. most girls won't notice, to be honest. They won't even think about it. The guys notice. They're like, "Whoa, there's a manly dude that I can relate to." Also, praising God, like that's a. I think for me, because I don't know if I'm supposed to do this or not. Um, but I love your (laughs) guys' worship so much that even your cover stuff that you guys do, because you guys don't just sing your own songs. Like you sing normal worship songs Mm -hmm. that other people sing. Mm -hmm. I like take it and download it, and I've like made an album of like fifty songs now that you guys have done. Great. (laughs) And I think the totally reason why great. it connects
2: totally is fine. one,
0: I can actually sing with the songs and worship them because they're not like, yeah, like Hillsong Young and Free sounds good, but nobody can sing it um, because it's just so high. Yep. Like it's just, pretty high, but it's like, it yeah. sounds great. I just can't sing it with you. Um, And so there's that, but I also think there's something about it that just connects with me as a dude. And I've talked to other guys who've seen your guys' stuff and they feel the same way where it's like, wow, worship, I can actually like I actually like having on or engaging with. And it's just so interesting to be like something that seems so small and insignificant actually has a much larger impact than I think we realize. I think it's easy to write off. Well, it's just, that's just like, I don't know what the word is semantics. Like it's not a big deal. It's It's like, it actually, it's,
1: and, and I think you, you nailed it. Like it's, it's a lot more important than the, like the face value. It's a sum is greater than the parts thing. Like, who cares if the tool belt guy is is leading worship it's like no no no. that's the difference between like a lot of guys pushing the chips in. i'm oh, in dude that guy i'll follow that guy i'll lead. that guy is my worship leader yeah versus um people being disengaged and and again like like i don't want to say like we got to bump those numbers up we got to get more yeah, yeah. men worship that's not what i'm saying like like it's it's something that I feel called to do, like in terms of leading worship. Like, like to 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 say how do I lead worship better, that's a big part of it. Um, if if it's if the question is how do I perform music better, I don't care about the tool belt guy. Like if if I need to find a better singer than him, because we're talking about performing music, yeah. but we're not we're talking about worship leading. I would even go uh, uh to the lengths of saying, even if the skill of tool belt guy, what's his name? Can uh, I you Luke. say his name?
0: I'll say his name.
1: Luke, dude. Shout out Luke, <laughs> tool belt Luke.
2: Um,
1: I'll bet you Luke's is pretty skilled if he's if he's leading worship at a at a church, right? I would say that if he was like two notches, get a because tool belt notches, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. two notches down uh, in terms of skill, um, I would have them at eighth because it's like, dude, the more dudes that we can get up there, uh, the better. Let me put it this way. For people that want to play at eighth, sing at eighth, lead worship at eighth in the music capacity, the, the list of auditions for specifically female background vocalists is probably five to one. Mm -hmm of everything else combined
2: Mm.
1: like if we have like because atheists it is a larger church and we have maybe maybe i think close to like 100 volunteer people for the music side of things we have like seven or eight drummers we have like five six seven bassists a couple electric guitar players a couple worship leaders we truly have 30 to 50 female vocalists that's that's right there is like kind of case in point. Mm-hmm. Um, the the line for the the gals that wanna sing is is always gonna be very, very long. The line for tool belt Luke, he's standing there by himself. There's not a lot of yeah. tool belt Luke's. And so, like, if Luke has like skill, like borderline, if he has a pulse, like, dude, come on, let's go. <laughs> um, but but how much how much better is it if if guys like Luke, when they're able to lead um, with proficiency and skill, and do all things skillfully as under the Lord, as the Word says, mm-hmm. um, while like genuinely not trying, you know, not just buying the bath Pro Shop hat, um, but like just just being themselves, and if that if they find themselves landing in like a masculine spot, don't be ashamed of that, and that's something that 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 I want to be led by. That's something that maybe your church has has experienced. Like um guys like Luke um killing it and 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 being follow alongable if I could invent a new word. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And that is something that that we do measure is is follow alongableness.
0: Yep. Totally. (laughs) Well and I think too on the subject of this as we're kind of wrapping up there's a lot of dudes a lot of dudes I know solid Christian guys not plugged into church. Like they're like, man, well, there's two yeah. options. It's either the I'm looking in quotation marks for the listeners who can't see. It's like, Oh, I'm looking for a church. And it's like, you're not looking. <laughs> Sorry. What was the last time you looked? And then there's just the dudes who just are like, yeah, like, I don't know. I'm better just staying at home and listening to Johnny cash and not being a part of a community for you guys. it's interesting. Cause you mm-hmm. sit in this space of a big church with online stuff that mm. dudes could access and they can go online. They can even join in a small group. Uh, there's a online men, small group that meets once a week that they could be a part of, which I would say that if you're not a part of a church and you want to be a part of something like, okay, go for it. But it is interesting to have all these mm-hmm. men I know who are solid Christian dudes reading their Bible, praying, but just are not plugged into church. I, I want to ask you as someone who's plugged into church, someone who cares, like mm. you're on staff, you're there um hopefully (laughs) hopefully you care um but it is like why should those guys actually get plugged into a church go get involved actually be somewhere do something like why why bother isn't it fine for them to just sit at home they got their bible they got they got jesus they can go fishing on sunday instead of coming to church
1: yeah, I think I think it goes back to kind of what we we're saying about what they want versus what they actually want. Mm-hmm. Um if it's if we're getting into the the physical side of things like if you want to lose weight mm-hmm. um or if you want to be healthy you won't sit on your couch playing video games. Yeah. And uh, you'll you'll you know get a job, you'll work out, you'll do eat healthy, you know, at the very least. Um the same thing too, like if you want your spiritual health to grow, um the Bible calls us to things like Acts two forty two, like to to meet regularly with the church, to not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Um, the so first and foremost, the Bible says to, <laughs> and, and for me, it's as simple as that. Yeah, for me, it's as simple as that. Um, but second, like like the natural byproduct of doing that is overall health, uh, whether that's spiritual health, mental health um all the buzz healths you know um you ultimately find like-minded individuals um even the you know like if if you're talking about the the harley riding bass fishing dude you'll find that at your church Mm -hmm. um and you might need to do a little bit of work to find the church that's that's like that you know um same thing like if you're looking for a specific bike you're not just going to go to the first bike shop oh they don't have it i'm not going to get the bike you're going to be diligent you're going to find that you know ktm adventure 1190 and they don't have it. they have the bmw and eh, oh, i'm not going to get anything you're going to continue yeah. to pursue like guys can be pretty stubborn mm-hmm. uh, uh in terms of like i need to get what i want maybe make that the focus like I, I, be stubborn in terms of finding a church that preaches the word that that emphasizes um, masculine men and feminine women and and what the bible has to say about that kind of thing um that is something that you can find it will take it will take work
2: mm-hmm.
1: um and i also need to say that no church is perfect yeah um but to the guy that's what i would say to a guy that cares like for me Athe creek and not and this is not an excuse for you being like well nothing's like athe. um if I was not on staff at Athey, I would be attending Athey. Yeah. If I had no relation to people that were on staff and um, I was wrenching on bikes all day, I would be at Athey. Um Because we we would be able to find other men, other women that are were uh, like-minded in. And even in Canada, even in Australia, even in Mexico, wherever you're at, whatever state in America you're in, um, there there is a church. Yeah. Uh, that is that is preaching the word there is a church that has these values it might be 60 miles away and it might be worth the drive um but i would say that it's worth the investment financially and uh, uh in terms of time it's it's worth the investment especially if you're talking about a family especially if you're talking about raising kids um uh to be able to say no we're not just a a family that's off in the woods doing our own thing um we're a bigger body of believers that subscribes to the word that believes in um, the word. And and the whole idea of, you know, we're not alone. Like that's very, you know, overstated, you know, that's just true. Um, You're not alone. And, and Athe is, is a great spot for that. You know, whether that's, that's in the area, whether that's online. Um, But no, no, you gotta, you gotta dig in and be stubborn and try and find a church mm-hmm.
0: totally well and for those guys too genuinely like maybe you just live in like a town of like 100 people and you're like there is no option Then i want to say all right that's fine like if you genuinely have searched and you can't find a legit church okay then i would say mm-hmm. there are still more options <laughs> Like <laughs> I would be like, dude, yeah. like put it, don't use it as an excuse. Cause even like for Athe, you guys have like, I think it's called Athe at home or something, but well, there are gatherings of people coming yeah, watch together. Parties. Yeah. Yeah. Watch parties in people's homes, having yeah. community. Yeah. And it's like, they watch the service together it, and they figure it out. Yeah. You can yeah, figure in, it out. In
1: Alaska, in Alaska, there's a town. I, I, it's, it's like what you said, like where it's like, it's 200 people yeah. and the next town is like a hundred miles away and like two ferry rides yeah boat rides away wild they they basically uh watch Athey every week and there's like 80 of these watch parties now um where they watch 80 and as a group like four or five families 20 plus people some of them are like a couple hundred people um and they're hey we're gonna do this together we're gonna talk about afterwards we're gonna make a barbecue let's go and they make it happen um at some point you start to ask, you know, okay, what kind of elders and and spiritual Mm -hmm. guidance are are we talking about, you know, Uh, as opposed to just watching TV, but they genuinely like, like the people that are kind of like orchestrating this and like, come on over to our house. It very, in a cool way, they begin to disciple people. Um, And so that's an option. Like that's, you know what I mean? Like your excuses become really, really limited. Mm -hmm. And, and there's the phrase, you know, if, 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 uh, if all you do is make an excuse, that's that's all you're going to be good at, you know, um, either you'll find a, a way or you'll find an excuse. Yep. And there's always an excuse, especially for men not doing it, whatever, not working out, not eating healthy, not going to work, not reading your Bible, not going to church. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll find a way or you'll find an excuse. Mm, there you go. Put that on a
0: T-shirt. Uh, no, don't <laughs> don't put that on a T-shirt. Um.
2: Oh, totally well, I, I can
0: already see it now, too, because I'm like, no church is perfect. I could see someone being like, I was all down for the thing until Pastor Brett said something I disagreed with. And it's like, dude, stop. He excuses. wore shorts. He wore shorts. I can't do this church anymore.
1: I'm shorts, out. That's yeah, where I draw the yeah, line. Yeah.
0: Where it's like, yeah, yeah, cut the excuses, put in the work. There are th- solutions to joining churches if you genuinely can't find something. But yeah, mm-hmm. like I do think at the end of the day, it is what you said, that there's we've got a long list of a lot of reasons we don't want to do a lot of things. And sometimes we need to be honest. So it's Mm -hmm. like, yeah. And is this where you want to be? Like, if you're honest, you're like, no. Like if I actually think about what my life is going to be like, this might be what I want on a Sunday morning when I'm like, I could just sleep in and not go anywhere and not have to deal with like annoying people and people who bother me or maybe the guitar player is off key or something. And it's like, what's going on, but it's like, yeah. Put Those aside, and actually be like, What do you actually want 10 years from now? I don't think this is what you want and the direction yeah. you want to head in. Lastly, Joey, I agree. the big question uh, the super broad question, um, that could go a million directions, but I always find it fun seeing what people answer to questions like this. If you could tell men today anything, <laughs> what would it be? What mm-hmm. would you be like, you know what?
1: Probably put on, probably, uh, probably put on deodorant. Mm-hmm and brush your teeth um those are always good things to do uh but in regards to everything that we've just said for the last i don't even know how long we've been talking an hour and a half or whatever um i would say in general for men to not forsake the ideas and the truth that is in the word Mm. i would say to always be considering what the word has to say about where you're at, I would say to find other believers, specifically other men who are like-minded in this area. Um, it's, it's extremely hard to do it by yourself, not impossible, um, but extremely hard to be the lone wolf, um, in the city that you're in, in the workplace that you're in, it's not impossible, but you can do it. Um, the Bible even promises that, right? That, that, that persecution will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a hundred percent more easy and easier to, to do that with brothers and with other families. If you're a, a family to find people that, that you can be accountable to, you can bounce ideas off that you can affirm the directions that you're going or not going. Um, it, it just, it just, the church is something that we should not forsake um that is like the body of believers assembling together that's something that we should not ever consider um abandoning um especially ones that that are holding biblical values that are reading the word that are in the word um find that and hold that close that's what i'd say Hmm.
0: so good joey i imagine this isn't probably the last time we'll ever speak would be my guess it's great having you on. I'm thankful that you said yes. Cuz only did you say yes to the old yeah. podcast. You said yes to something you don't even know what this is going to be.
1: <laughs> That's true. That's, if 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 they let it air past uh, yeah, uh, 30 minutes, we might
0: get, we might get kicked off. We don't know. Um, seriously though, Uh-oh. thank you. Your insights super helpful. My pleasure. One day, we're going to I'm going to like tell your dad, listen man, I'll buy you a prime rib steak you got to come on here and we'll convince him it'll be like that'll be what we do and they'll be like i order you one i'll skip Easy. you th- skip the dishes if you guys have that down there and be like i'll deliver it to your house and we'll get you on uh but I'm seriously in. though
1: he's i get you
0: yeah he'd be like all right
1: <laughs> he's in he's in yeah
0: seriously though joey thank you for this this has been great yeah. always fun talking to you thanks for being the first guest
1: my pleasure